Hey there, boss. This is Jeff Mendelson, host of the One Big Tip podcast. And I am so excited to announce my new Agents of Pod coaching program, where I teach you how to fast track your lead gen by having more conversations with your targeted clients, even if you have no list, audience, or paid ads. Head on over to agentsofpod.com slash hero, and let me show you how to be the superhero in your own business. I am also actively seeking guests for this podcast. If you know someone who is currently six figures or more in their business and they have an actionable, tangible, and measurable tip to share, please let them know about it. Just go to onebigtip.com slash guest for information on how to be a guest. I can't wait to hear from you. Let's get started. Hello, everyone. Welcome back. My name is Jeff Mendelson, and this is the One Big Tip Podcast. And today, I am really pleased to have with me on the line Nick Tsukalis. Nick is a three-time Inc. 5000 winner and founder of Real Top Marketing, one of the fastest growing and highest ranking digital marketing agencies in North America. Nick is a firm believer in the power of Google and Facebook ads to grow businesses exponentially in a short matter of time. Realtop manages over $30 million for various companies. Nick is also a successful podcast host where he shares the tools his company uses to gain revenue for its customers. Join me today as we talk about the importance of a solid SEO and calculating your lifetime customer value and how to make your business go boom. Nick, thank you so much for joining me today and welcome to the show. Thanks for having me on, Jeff. Dude, I got to hear this backstory. Starting out a digital marketing agency, for some people, it's a, you know it's a dime a dozen, right? It's not really that hard to start one, but to be successful at it and to really bring home the results that businesses need and what businesses pay you for is a true skill. Can you tell us a little bit about your background and how you got to be so amazing? Yeah, well, thank you for the compliment. Number one, I I have to say we're we're entrepreneurs first. We're salespeople first. Um, we're marketers, you know, maybe second or third. And and what that means is I didn't set out to start a digital marketing agency. I had a business before this business that that I wanted to grow. I wanted to create this successful company, and I needed digital marketing to do so. And essentially, what happened at that point was um, I was investing in, you know, agency after agency after agency, and I never got the care that I felt that I wanted. I could never find an agency that could understand where I was coming from as an entrepreneur. Okay, they could never understand that I needed marketing investment to be investment, not expense. I needed it to move top line revenue. So I ended up taking over the marketing myself for my last company. We grew it, the Inc. 5000, multiple times. We got to the point where we were acquiring more than a thousand new customers every single month. And we did that consistently for probably six or seven years straight. And I delegated out the majority of my work to these amazing people at the company. And then I got bored. I, had, I literally had nothing to do other than the marketing. So I started helping friend after friend after friend marketing their companies. And they wanted to pay me. Like, who would have thought? And I said, well, I guess I need a company to be able to charge you. And Real Top was born. We started the agency so I can help a bunch of my friends that owned you know, anywhere between small businesses doing, you know, half a million bucks a year up to, 
you know, a few of my friends were doing north of 10 million and uh, they needed someone to do their marketing. And we started the agency to serve them. And now, you know, we've gone to the masses. Uh, we serve people in, let's see here, two continents right now. We're in North America and Europe. Um, we have clients all over the place. We got a team in five continents, which is kind of fun. And uh, we're growing pretty quickly. You know, our clients have, have blessed us with a lot of great referrals and we're marketing ourselves as well. You know, here we are. You know, what's really interesting about this story is it sounds like you scratched your own itch, right? You know, you're trying to find what's the uh, best way to offload some of these tasks that you needed to do, first of all, for your own company and then to be able to do it for others, right? And I think what a lot of people that try to get into this field you know, they they think about the, you know, like, oh, yeah, I'm going to do link building or I'm going to do this or I'm going to do, um, you know, on page SEO or off page SEO for you. But what happens is that, you know, they're just thinking about, well, I'm going to build you 10 links a month. You know, they're just thinking about the function of it. But you're right. What most people do not look for and do not take the time to get into the weeds is to figure out how is that tactic going to move your top line revenue. Right. And that is so key because if you get it, you know, it's like, I get people all the time that are calling me up asking me like, Hey, can you do this? Can you do that? And you know, sometimes I even need to turn them away. Why do I turn them away? It's because I either don't care or don't want to buy into what it is that they're selling. Right. So I don't want to take the time to get into, okay, you know, like, well, how do I sell semiconductors? Right. Or how do I sell, you know, term life insurance? You know, those are things that are just like, okay, you know, like, yes, that, you know, there's a big market for them. I'm not great at it. So I would prefer to bow out. Right. But, you know, when you have a mission and then you go in and you truly understand what it is that uh, your client is trying to do, that makes the relationship so much more golden. Right. Yeah. And, you know, it's, it's an interesting point you make too, because people will ask you for something and sometimes they're not aware that that thing they're asking you for maybe isn't good for their business. Like we see this all the time. We'll have a company reach out to us that is mostly referral based and they'll, you know, they'll have, you know, the CEOs, the sales guy, he's the one, you know, he's the one signing all the deals and you'll say, Hey, make it rain with leads. And if we go to market, Mar- you know, if we go to if we go to these digital marketing platforms and we start making it rain with leads, ultimately what happens is we could break the business. Like we produce too many leads, the owner's not used to dealing with them, and he neglects his referral business to deal with the leads that he's getting from Facebook. So we have to like do a deep dive into how are we selling and acquiring clients at the business level? Because if that's the case, maybe what we do is we say, hey, how can we augment your referral business with digital marketing. Maybe we focus on email. Maybe we do more social because you know ads for leads might, might break the business. Um, we might make that a phase two or a phase three of a strategy, but you have to do a deep dive. If we just say, hey, sign up for Google ads, well, great. What if we create too many ads, uh, too many leads? It, it happens. It's, it's a big problem, believe it or not. You know, what's interesting about what you're talking about is if you had to zoom out a little bit, you're talking about process, right? Some businesses just aren't ready for the process of you sending them over, like going from 10 leads a week to, you know, 10 leads an hour, 
right? What would happen to your business if you really did that? A lot of businesses, coincidentally, you know, because of the pandemic, you know, they got these uh, PPE loans. They also got SBA loans. All of a sudden, you know, they're flush with cash, right? And they're like, okay, you know, you know, let's really blow this out of the water. Guess what, buddy? If you're not set up to handle that extra flow, you know, that real top can bring, you literally can, like you said, break the business. And I love how you brought that to the forefront. I'd like to talk to you a little bit uh, before we move on about process, right? And, you know, like how do you evaluate companies that come to you in order to see if they are a good fit, if they do have the process that they can handle the volume that you are about to bring them? How does that look in your world? That's a great question. Well, you know, businesses, if you've studied, you know, I'm sure a lot of your listeners have studied like the E-Myth Revisited, right? So you have businesses that a lot of times they're they're at an infancy stage, okay? Or they've made it to an adolescent stage. And sometimes they don't know they're there, okay? And they don't have an intentional plan for acquiring customers. They've just done a really good job. Business is going good. They're getting some referrals and, and they have revenue and they want to reinvest. So a lot of times we'll just say, all right, you know, what are your metrics? Okay. And the metrics are going to be real simple. You know, what's your lifetime value? Oh, you don't know it. What's your cost to acquire a client? You don't know it. Well, before we jump into marketing, let's define this stuff. That's going to be a sign of maturity that you should start investing heavily into digital and all marketing and in customer acquisition like have we taken that next step are that's one sign that that I'm speaking to an, a mature CEO the second thing is is there a runway we have some people that you know prospective clients that will call up and say hey can I try you guys out for a month well marketing it takes time to dial in campaigns takes time it takes you know it could take weeks it could take months to perfectly get it right do you have a financial runway to actually stick with it? Because if you don't, there, there's no point. You don't want to test the waters here. And although you can do some testing, you, you have to be able to stick it out to get to the point where the campaigns mature and they're making money for you. You know what's really interesting about that? I, you know, I get this a lot where someone will call me up and will ask me, what's the minimum amount I can spend on, uh, I can spend on Facebook ads? And Nine times out of 10, as soon as I hear that question, I know it's like, uh, that's it. I'm sorry. I gotta go. You know, like, I just don't yeah. have time. For that. So, I mean, let's answer the question. Yes, you can spend $10 a day, you know, times 30, you know, $300 a day, right? But if your average cost per click is, is you know, let's just use round numbers, a dollar a click, right? You're only getting 10 extra people in. Now, if you're only getting 10 extra people per day into your door, is your offer that good that you can convert a significant percentage of them? Most people will either lie and say yes or you know, admit to themselves that they can't. So what happens is that yes, you can do this for, you know, like uh, turn it on for a week and turn it off for a week, but you know, you're not doing the, you know, the Facebook or the Google al algorithm any favors. They're not giving your company a chance to really take flight. And they're really shooting themselves in the foot because with a customer like that, that's only looking at marketing as an expense, they're just never going to get off the ground. And it really becomes a painful relationship because four months later, like, ah, oh, you didn't do anything for me. Oh yeah. And then it's just a crappy, you know, a crappy relationship. You got to disengage and, you know, you put all this hard work in there and it just becomes, ah, you know, 
I don't want. Yeah, nobody wants to be an expense. You know what I mean? I usually, you know, if it wasn't for this podcast we're doing right now, I usually have a stack of bills right there. I hate, I hate those bills. You don't want to be that bill. You want to be an investment. You want to move top line revenue, but at the same time, you you need to understand that when you're building up a brand, you're building up a company. It takes time. You need runway for lead generation. You need even an even bigger financial runway to build brand recognition. That's you're talking years down the line. Um, you know sometimes those metrics can't be measured perfectly. You know you can measure followers, you can measure online activity, but you know how strong your brand is is you know it's not something you can perfectly clearly define and quantify early on in a campaign. You have to be patient. Let's talk about how you can on some of the mature, more mature metrics you would need to go through in order to really dial that in. So you know that that's part of your your one big tip is to really take a pause, right? And figure out what is your LTV and your CAC. Let's talk about those two. First of all, please define them for those that for those that get confused with the acronyms. And yeah. you know, and also, how does knowing those numbers actually help you make better marketing decisions going forward? Yeah, some of it's psychological, right? But let's de- let's define them. Okay, so. You know, first of all, if you're listening right now, you do not need more than a napkin's worth of paper to take notes about this, okay? So your LTV is your lifetime value, okay? Give or take, this isn't always a perfect calculation. You want to try to figure out how much every customer that you're acquiring is worth in terms of revenue over the lifetime of the relationship, okay? So Burger King, they know when they get you in the door how much you're worth over the next 10 years in you know in terms of burger buying and french fries buying from them right so you want to calculate that doesn't matter what industry you're in you're selling coffee you're selling construction you're selling software as a service it doesn't matter okay define that the next thing you want to define is your cac okay which is your customer acquisition cost some people will call it cpa or cost uh, per acquisition but cac is pretty simple okay and cac is you know how much are you willing to invest in acquiring that client okay so if you have a client that's bringing in $1000 worth of revenue over the course of the relationship how much are you willing to pay in acquisition costs, which typically consist of your marketing, maybe your salespeople. How much are you willing to invest in getting that $1,000? Well, if I could have a, a, a magic box and I could put $200 into that box and it spits out $1,000, I'm going to want to do it all day. I'm going to intentionally want to uh, invest, right? When you do this, when you stop, pause, whatever you're doing, Calculate your LTV, okay? Calculate your CAC, okay? Figure out what you're willing to pay to acquire those clients. You can more intentionally go out and hunt for business. In fact, you can start entertaining different types of marketing offers. Like we're all solicited all day long for different marketing offers, okay? The TV company solicits you, the radio guys solicit you, that the Google guys solicit you, everyone's soliciting you and saying, hey, we can market your business. Well, when that happens, you can turn around and say, great, I make $1,000 per customer. I'm willing to pay 200 bucks to get that customer. Can I acquire clients using your platform for 200 bucks? If I can, great, let's go for it. You can also start going out into the market 
marketplace intentionally and start thinking of ways to acquire the, the customers. I'll sometimes get people that are running very relationship-based referral businesses that say, Nick, we don't have a we don't have a CAC. We don't pay anything to acquire our customers. And then I quickly remind them, you do. You're you're taking these people to lunch, you're going to dinner, you're sending thank you cards, you're sending chocolates. Those are all marketing costs, okay? They're just not you know, the obvious, you know, the Google ads or the SEO, but you should define that even if you're in a, even if you're in a a referral based business as well. You know, what's interesting about that is, you know, even the office that you're in, right? So if you have a big shiny office, downtown Boston, right? That's part of your, that's part of your swagger, right? And that's part of the, like, like, okay, I want people to see me when you pull up to a customer, you know, in a Yugo, versus a BMW 328, that's going to make a different impression, right? And, you know, it really comes down to, you know, which one of these expenses do I really want to show? It's like, okay, now we have a lot of people working from home, but, you know, what can I do within this home office to make it look like I invested in myself or I'm investing in my company, right? So, you know, like I'll pay for better software, you know, to track you. I'll pay for better software to to do this uh, live in this podcast, right? So those are all, for me, investments, you know, as well to create a better impression for the people that I'm talking to and for the clients that I've been called to serve. That's that's actually a great point. You mentioned the car thing, right? Here's another additional big tip, right? For a lot of the business owners I work with and a lot of the business owners I know, they'll have that once a year meeting with their accountant. Right. And they'll start reviewing expenses. Okay. And when you do that, you know, spring is in the air. Let's do a little spring cleaning. And and what happens? Okay. You start cutting expenses. Make sure that when you are, you know, dealing with that spring season and, 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 and you think those things are expenses. Okay. Make sure, make sure that they truly are. Okay. Be careful cutting things that you think are expenses, okay, because your accountant told you they're expenses, um, and then, you know, actually adversely affecting your top line revenue, okay? If you're putting a dollar into the machine and it's spinning out a dollar twenty-five, and you remove that dollar, oh, great, the, the margin maybe wasn't fantastic, but ultimately what happens is you're, you're hurting your business and the longevity of your brand. So be careful. Um, I had a client that was putting on this really elaborate uh, party every single year. And he decided to do cost cutting and, and cut the party. Okay. It's a beautiful party. He was inviting clients and everything. He's like, we don't need the party. Okay. He looked at it as an expense and it was very expensive, right? So he had the cash flow of this thing. But ultimately what happened was he he cut an expense uh, or he cut an investment versus an expense because it affected his top line revenue. Now he's all about you know, let's party and, and all this good stuff because he knows it's it's going to move his business along. You know, that's a really good point. A lot of these things, you know, like you can argue at the dinner table, you know, with your spouse, do I really need this? Do I not really need this? And I'm sure we can go all day, uh, you know, comparing these little things versus these big things. One last thing I wanted to ask you though, when you do get a company that does successfully or or can articulate successfully these two questions. What's your LTV and what's your CAC? What happens then? Like, where does your magic then start to light up so that you can deliver great results to your clients? 
Well, I'll give you one example, and it's it's Google Ads. Okay, so especially if you're selling to the masses, um, there are billions and billions of Google searches every single, probably every single hour or minute at this point. I don't know the exact number, but there are usually people that are online looking for exactly what you have to offer. Okay, so when I see a company is, has these calculations, what we'll do is we'll find out all the different things that company is selling. We'll go into Google forecasting tools. We'll put in all those keywords. and We might expand on those keywords as well. And we'll come up with a forecast that is number one, how much it will cost to um, acquire the inquiry from the client, Okay, whether that's a phone call, some sort of opt-in. And then we'll work with the business owner to actually come up with an acquisition model. So we can forecast pretty precisely from Google what it will cost to acquire a customer, okay? And if we can make sense of that in a forecast, then we can, you know, as long as the business can handle the volume, we can roll out a Google Ads, we can roll out a Google Ads uh, campaign that can grow a business exponentially. There are companies we've worked with that have grown not just 2x, 4x, 5x, 10x because of Google Ads. So I would say that's the first thing. We get in front of high intent, highly motivated people that are looking for what the business has to offer. And we roll people out there and we can scale a business very, very quickly as long as they know their metrics and they fit. I love it. Thank you so much for that, Nick. I really appreciate it. Can you please tell everyone how they can learn more about your company and how they can reach out to you as well directly? Absolutely. So you can reach out to me at nick, N-I-K, at realtop.com. You can check us out online, www.realtop.com. We've got some pretty cool data there, whether it's case studies and testimonials and, and all of our service offerings. You can even request a free consultation. There's no sales pitch or funny stuff. I spend you know, a good 15, 20 minutes with you finding out about your business, and we come up with a way to help you grow it using digital marketing as the catalyst for it. I love it. Thank you for joining me today. This has been a lot of fun. I love nerding out on this stuff and I really appreciate you bringing the goods and talking about all of this, you know, these great things that we need to do. Thank you for joining me today. Thanks, Jeff. You're the man. Thank you so much for listening to the One Big Tip podcast. If you're a six to eight figure entrepreneur, business coach, or speaker who would like to be on this show, we need to talk. The audience for this podcast is hungry for experts and professionals who want to share their knowledge with this world. So if you're ready to share your actionable and measurable one big tip, please go to onebigtip.com slash guest and let's get your story out there. I am also crazy excited to announce my new Agents of Pod coaching program. With this program, I show busy entrepreneurs the strategies that I use to have warm conversations with my dream clients, keep my calendar book solid, and consistently have potential clients at the ready, all anxiously waiting to speak with me every single week. Head on over to agentsofpod.com slash hero and let me show you how to be the superhero in your business today. Lastly, I have a huge ask for you. Could you please share this with your audience on social media? The stories and connections that I make on this podcast have helped thousands of people, sometimes in the most profound ways. 
And you never know if your small action today will be the one that kickstarts your friend, a family member, or even yourself into taking massive action and starting the next multi-million dollar business. It'll be your way of just paying it forward. My name is Jeff Mendelson. You can find me on all the major social channels like LinkedIn, Instagram, and Facebook. Thank you so much for listening.